0: Love Talk Radio.
1: If anybody want the Lord to make them over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus.
2: Hallelujah.
1: You know my other side. He can you say, Lord, make me over? Lord, make me over. Make me over. Lord, make me over.
2: Make me over. Lord, make me over. Lord,
1: make, me over. make me over again. Make me over again. Is that anybody's prayer out there tonight? Somebody out there singing, Come on. Take
3: me
2: over
1: again. Take me over again. Time after time I failed you. Here's your side when they are ready. Can fly on me, Jesus. I just want to be you Wash me and make me whole Everybody singing, Lord, make me over. make me
0: over. me Well, praise God, praise God, praise God Psalm 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Well, welcome tonight to a word from God uh, on here on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word, especially For you Psalms 119 and 11 says Thy word have I hid in my heart That I might not sin against thee You see by keeping God's word in our heart It keeps us living a holy life If we choose to obey God's word And then Psalms 119 105 says Thy word is a lamp unto my feet And a light unto my path Meaning the Word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on Blog Talk Radio and to share a word from God with you. I am just so happy tonight to be here. It is so Often, As I often say, it is a pleasure, it is an honor to come before you each week I'm so thankful to all of you who are listening to the broadcast uh, It seems like my uh, broadcast is, is building up I'm getting more and more listeners each and every week So I'm so thankful to all of you who are followers To all of you who are listening uh, to our broadcast Well, after the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there is a button there, and that button says follow. So I ask that you please push that button, and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. And once again, I want to say thank you to all who have been following the broadcast. And thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. I want you to know that I love you all so very, very much. Uh, Please um, also visit our website called um, awordfromgod.web.com. Browse our site and follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites and blogs. Also, we have a page on Facebook called A Word From God. And please click the like button to show us that you do like our page. Also, please email us now and tell us uh, how much you enjoy uh, our broadcast. And you can email us at a word from God 3 at aol.com. Uh, check out our ad, cost, and advertisement page on our website. Now, if you would like to have your church event or business announced, uh, on the air or if you're an artist and you would like to have your C D played on a word from God, then please go to our website for instructions on our advertising costs or you can email me at a word from God three at AOL dot com. Also we do have a Wednesday morning show at ten AM here on blogtalkradio.com, dot com. And uh that show starts at ten AM every Wednesday morning uh central standard time and on that show we do talk about business we do have business owners uh, that uh, we like to have on to um, just share a little bit about their business and about what they're doing now on that particular show uh, we do have a minimal cost to come on to advertise and talk about your business but it is a very low low fee Uh, it's a lot lower than you would get if you were trying to do a uh, 15, 5-minute, 3-minute uh, ad on uh, a regular TV or on a regular radio station. And our station here is an Internet station, so it goes worldwide, so everybody hears about your business. So if you're interested, please go to our website, which is a wordfromgod.webs.com, dot dot and go to our Ad and Advertisement page there, and uh, you will find out all the information you need About coming on to the show And if not you can give um, uh, You can email me at um, A word from God Three At AOL dot com Now also in my archives I believe I I think I still have it on there I do have a message called uh, How to start a business Um, And in that message I use scripture for how to Have a business built on God's principles if that is no longer in my archives, um, I will be uh, selling a CD on that, on how to um, start a business using God's principles. And uh, as in, as I've previously announced, I am still working on the end time series, and I'm working on my new book. And I'm really thinking, I'm having a little difficult time finding a publisher. So, I'm thinking I may possibly turn this into an e book. So, stay tuned for that. I will be uh, giving you out some more information on that. And also, please visit Lady Be Lovely Fashions, um, our our website at Lady Be Lovely Fashions. Uh, At Lady Be Lovely, we do carry some awesome women's uh, uh, church suits, business wear, uh, wonderful, just everyday clothes, uh, jewelry. We have suits for men, we have hats for both men and women. We have shoes on there for men, not for women. Uh we just have some wonderful things. I would ask you to go on our on our website. That's LadyBelovelyFashions dot net. dot net. And check us out. You'll be surprised. All of our pricing is very, very affordable. And uh we just uh love to make men and women Look wonderful women We know that there is a diva and, and a beauty deep down on the inside of you And we just want to help you bring that, that diva And that beautiful woman up out of you And and there is a man down there And there's nothing better than a good looking man In a good looking suit And so we have all of that for you At ladybelovelyfashions.net Also on my uh, com Slash a word from God page I ask that you will check out all of my affiliate links. Uh, There is one called Blood Pressure Awareness where you can learn about high blood pressure, eating right, changing your eating lifestyle, and exercising. Uh, Changing your eating lifestyle really can add years to your life. You have to take care of your body. You must take care of your body, especially if you're in ministry and just Period. I mean, you don't have to be in ministry to take care of your body, but you want to make sure that this is the body that God gave you, and we're thankful for our bodies, and we want to take care of our bodies. So begin to exercise and begin to eat properly, eat right, changing your lifestyle uh, somewhat. And um, we're we'll just uh, uh, believing God that once you. Uh, Start reading this particular blog and look at some of the other blogs that are on there that you're truly going to be blessed uh by what you read also I have uh an emergency request tonight uh one of my sisters uh her name is sherry long she's in the hospital uh she's uh in, well right now she's in a coma uh and she had a very massive heart attack, but uh they were not looking for her to live. But we gathered together the saints of god and and the saints begin to pray, and it's been like three days, and my sister is still here with us, so we're just thanking and praising God uh for the miracle that He's doing in her body, and we just pray that you and ask that you would call out her name to the Lord sherry long that God will save her, that God will heal her and deliver her uh from from the clutches of death and from the clutches of the enemy, and I do thank you well, um tonight, our message is how you living? How are you living tonight? How are you walking before the Lord? What are you showing the world? how you living? Is your life a testimony unto God, or when you walk out, you bring shame to the body of Christ. So you bring shame to the name of Jesus. How you living tonight. Before uh we go into our message tonight, we are going to uh have a song and then after that song I will be coming back and we will be ministering on how you living.
3: Can we can we try it here? Let's try it here. What It's easy to praise when you got some money, and it's easy to praise when things are going well. But can you praise them when it's just ramen noodles and you don't know anything about ramen noodles and five for ninety-nine cents and you can eat all? Of them. Right. Can you bless the Lord then? Yeah. Can you bless the Lord? Can you bless the Lord in the grocery store when When you're not sure if your math is right when you get to the checkout counter?
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah I will bless the Lord at all times He's good The song says He's real good He's so good Each and every day of my life I'll bless the Lord because He's good Hallelujah. How many of you tonight know that God is a good God? Hallelujah. There's a saying that says God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Hallelujah. Well, we want to go into tonight's message, uh, and tonight our message is entitled, How You Living? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Back in the early 90s there was a show called uh In Living Color. And they opened up the show by saying, "How you living? What? How you living? What?" And then they say In Living Color. But my 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 question to you tonight is, "How you living?" Uh if you're a student of the word, uh it does tell us how we should live. They tell us that we're to walk holy, that we're to walk in love, that we're to walk in forgiveness, that we are to be a blesser as well as a blessee, that we are to uh, 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 live a life that is pleasing before God, that other people will see our lives and that they will want to be uh, like us as we all walk together to be like Christ. The Bible says in Matthew 5:14 and 16. And as I try to say each week, if uh you don't have a Bible, um go ahead and get your piece of paper and a pencil and take as many notes as you can. If you miss anything, uh as soon as this show is over, you can go back in to the show uh go back on, on my webpage here at blogtalkradio.com, dot com slash the word from god and uh you can rehear the whole you can rehear the whole message everything that we've already done on the show you can hear it again. Okay. So the Bible says in Matthew five fourteen and sixteen it says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It doesn't say anything about seeing the good works of God. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, the things that you're doing. See, Jesus has already come, and he's already did the works. Now, he told us when he left, he said, greater works than these shall you do after he goes back into the Father. So all the things that Jesus did, they're going to multiply in our life. And then it says even greater things, the more time you spend with God, The more time you get into God's word, God will begin to open up his mysteries unto you, his secrets unto you. He'll begin to open up the word unto you, and you'll begin to do some things that you can't even imagine that you can do because the Bible says greater works than these shall you do. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. What kind of works? are you showing to the world. What kind of works that when the world looks at you they say, Wow, that's what I want. That's what uh uh, uh I want to be, that's how I want to be. Um just uh just allowing your works to just 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 be seen. Just just being seen. Hallelujah. It looks like I may have a caller. I'm just going to go over here and just see here. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Okay. Hello. Hello, you're on
1: the air. God bless you. How you doing? I'm just listening in today. I really didn't have a comment. Just listening to you.
0: All right, sweetheart. Well, we're gonna go ahead on and continue, okay hey, yes, ma'am. Keep going all right, God bless you. Bless you okay so we're 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 supposed to show forth our good works and allow the Holy Spirit to uh shine forth in us so that people will see the glory of God in our lives and uh before uh, before Christ, we lived in a world of darkness. We lived in a world where sin ruled our lives. We were hopeless, we were helpless, and we were fearful. And we were led around by the devil with a ring tied to our nose, not knowing that we were being led like lambs to a slaughter. Then Jesus, the light of the world, came into The world. Now, John 8 and 12 says this Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That life which is Jesus Christ began to shine out of the darkness, so that we could see the direction in which we are going in life. Before Christ and before that light came into the world, there was no direction in our lives. We 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 didn't know. When I was out there in the world, all I was thinking about was being in the world. All I was thinking about was partying. All I was thinking about was having a good time. Uh, I was one of those women that liked men. So, you know, I I wanted to always hang around where the guys were. You know, that was was my whole pretty much my whole existence you know and then I got married and, and I had children but I was still out in the darkness and I still wanted to party and I still wanted to go out and I still wanted to have fun it was all about me it was all about my pleasure because I was going in a direction that I shouldn't have been going in and I was going in a direction that I didn't even know really where I was going in life and then I didn't even know how that darkness was leading me into hell. There are so many of us that are being led into hell because we have no direction. We have not accepted Jesus Christ as the light of our life. We haven't opened up our life unto him. But once we do, once we accept that light we should begin to sit and walk in a place where people can see that light which has become a part of us when we are are, are when our light is shining and we're walking before the lord and we're doing things to please god when we're doing things to please god then other people should come to us. Now, we are supposed to go out and we're supposed to witness and we're supposed to tell people about Jesus. But there are going to be sometimes some people are going to see your life and they're going to say, you know what, there's something so different about her or there's something so different about him. And they begin to ask you, what is it that's different uh, about you that I don't see in my life or I don't see in the lives of other people. But too many times we want to hide our light when certain people come around because we don't want to appear too churchy or too holy or too spiritual because we still want to appear like we still have it going on. We still want to say, you know what, I'm cool. Uh, We still want to say, you know what, I'm hip. Now, I know y'all probably don't use hip anymore, but, you know, that was what they were saying back in my day. And then some of us still want to know that we still got it going on. Well, do you know that if you're in Christ, you can still be cool, that if you're in Christ, you can still be hip, and if you're in Christ, you can still uh, have it going on, but you can do it in a way that uh, that it's holy and it's godly and it's wholesome you can still be somebody that people can look up to. Maybe people looked up to you uh, when you were in the world. Well, those people can still look up to you in Christ because you've changed uh, the person uh, that, you are, that you are allowing to lead your life. Uh, the Bible says we hide our life under a bushel or a basket. So we take what Christ has given us and we hide it. We cover it. We cover up that light so that people won't see the change in us. But the word says our light should be like a candlestick or it should be out in the open for all men to see just how we're living. Some of us are going to be the only Bible that some people will ever read until they meet Jesus. When Jesus and his disciples were having their last supper together, or the Passover meal, Jesus began to speak of betrayal, denial, and even of his death. And he spoke of uh, Judas's betrayal. He didn't call him out, but he spoke of his, of his betrayal. And Judas was one who sat and ate with Jesus on a daily basis. And when Jesus had to talk about that betrayal, uh, about somebody, you know, setting him up, how that must have hurt him and how that must have saddened him. And many of of the disciples began to ask and, you know, kind of look around, well, is it Lord, Rabbi, Master, is it me? Is it I, Lord? Is it I? But the deed had already been done, and Jesus was already being set up. Uh, To die on the cross for our sins Hallelujah And then uh, then Peter jumped up like so many of us do And he said Lord I would never hurt you I will live for you I will even die for you But God knows our heart better than anyone And this is what saddened him Because he knew that what Peter was saying you know, he he understood what Peter was saying and, and he knew that at that moment Peter meant that from his heart, but he also knew that Peter was going to deny him. And so this is what Peter says in Matthew twenty six, verse thirty three and thirty four. Peter broke in, even if everyone else fails to piece uh, falls to pieces On account of you I won't I don't care Lord What what everybody else does You know They can fall to pieces They can run and hide But Lord I'm going to be there I'm not going to fail you I'm going to do this I'm going to do that How many of us Have said that to the Lord How many of us Have said that To the Lord And then in verse 34 um, It says Don't be so sure Jesus said this very night before the rooster crows up the dawn, you will deny me three times. Now can you imagine the Lord looking at you saying, you are going to deny me. He's saying, what you are saying is a lie. You want to please me, but you're still ashamed to admit to yourself and others who I really am in your life. How many of of you have made promises to God, have made vows to God, Lord, I'm gonna do this, Lord I'm gonna serve you, Lord, I'm gonna read my Bible every day. And that doesn't mean that we're lost and that doesn't mean that, that God um that, that we don't love God. But sometimes we allow ourselves to get so busy and it doesn't even mean that you're you're telling a lie. You really mean that at the time that you say it. But then the enemy comes along and and we get so stressed out about stuff and we start feeling overwhelmed by, by things that are going on in our life. But that's what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago about being in that secret place, that if we stay in that secret place, no matter what's going on around us, we're protected, we're covered, we're shaded. Up under that secret place It doesn't matter But when we're not in a secret place With God And when things begin to happen In our lives that begin to shake our very foundation uh, Sometimes we fall back Sometimes we fall by the wayside Sometimes we get scared and run Sometimes we backslide And in actuality We really mean what we say At that time But you might say tonight Sister Becky I would never do that. I would never deny Jesus like that. Well, let's see what Peter did in Matthew chapter 26 and starting at verses 69 through 75. All this time, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard. One servant girl came up to him and said, you were with Jesus, the Galilean. In front of everybody there, he denied it. I don't know what you're talking about. As he moved over towards the gate, someone else said to the people there, this man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. Again, he denied it, salting his denial with an oath. I swear, I never laid eyes on the man. Shortly after that, some bystanders approached Peter. You've got to be one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he got really nervous and he swore, I don't know the man. And just then a rooster crowed. Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the, cruister, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and he cried and cried and cried. Now, how many of us, someone looks at our life and they said, There's something different about you but you don't want to have you don't want to get this name that you're so churchy that you're so religious that you're a holy roller that that you feel like you're holier than thou so you just kind of just kind of slowly but uh, ease your way into the crowd trying to do the same thing that everybody else is doing not wanting to be recognized because you don't want people to make jokes about you as a Christian. You don't want people to say something negative to you as a Christian. You, you, you're you afraid to make a stand and say, yes, for God I live and for God I die. Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I will not turn back uh, uh, on my faith. I believe God. I trust God. Uh, It is in God whom I trust. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I read my Bible every day. Yes, I fall on my knees and pray. Yes, I do. Yes, I speak in tongues. Yes, I lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Yes, I can speak and things can happen. I can do those things because of whose I am. I am a child of God. I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't care if you laugh at me, if you make fun of me because I'm a Christian. But do not allow yourself to be afraid of what man can do or what man can say to you or what man can say about you. or man says, uh, oh, you don't want to hang out with her. You don't want to. all they do is talk about the Bible. You know, if the Spirit of the Lord, if you have if you have that Word of God in you, that Word of God is in you, and it is not going to leave you. You hide that Word in your heart so that you will not sin against God. But when we don't hide that Word, if we don't speak that Word, I, I remember there were times sometimes, and I wouldn't always tell people that I was a Christian. Sometimes I was a little ashamed. And I would keep it to myself. But not anymore. I let people know whose I am. I let people know I belong to Christ. People uh uh see me at the store, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I give you know, I give glory and honor to God wherever I am on my job, when I was working on my job, I would give glory and honor to God. And and most of the time whenever anybody on my job had some type of problem, had some type of situation. I was the one that they came to. I was the one that they talked to. I was the one that they asked to pray over them. Pray over their situation. Pray over their family members. There has got to be something different in you than is in that is uh, uh, in everybody else that you hang out with. Eventually, because of your love for Christ and because. Uh you don't deny Christ, people are going to leave you anyway, and that might be the best thing for you to get those certain people out of your life. There are some people that don't belong in your life, and it might have to do with how you're living. It might have to do with what you're saying it might have to do with 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 how you're acting. You know, when when uh, uh, somebody says something or comes against you in a way on your job And you stand flat-footed And when you really, really want to get mad And you want to get angry But you just stand firm on the world You stand firm in who you are And you say, you know what, brother, I could retaliate But you know what, I just thank and praise God That I can show you what a real Christian looks like it doesn't matter what you say or how you hound me or how you try to come against me. I'm just going to stand on the Word of God, and I'm going to love you anyway. I had a young lady one time on my job. She happened to be my supervisor. She was way younger than me. She was even younger than my daughters, and uh, she didn't know how to approach me on many in in in, uh, in a lot of ways on the job, so she would kind of uh, uh, come at me in a really rough Sarcastic in a kind of a ugly way, and uh, one thing that I really don't like is I don't like for young people to disrespect me because I'm a woman of age. I have a lot of wisdom in 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 me, but I also understood that there was protocol on my job, and I understood that she was at that moment and at that time my boss. So I respected the pos- position. Not so much her, but I respected her position. So whenever she would ask me and sometimes even tell me and sometimes rudely tell me what to do, I would sometimes have to grit my teeth and just go ahead and do it. And then one day I prayed and I said, Lord, I am going to win that young lady over. And one day she really tried to just really just run me all day long. And I stopped her and I talked and I said, you know what? I said, you know, I said, it would be better when you talk to me. If you just talk to me and just tell me exactly what it is that you want me to do. And I said, and all you got to do is just tell me. I said, you don't have to get smart or get ugly with me. I said, I respect your position uh, as one of the managers here in this store. And I said, you don't going to have any problems out of me. And after I talked with her about that and we sat down and and a smile came across her face. And from that day on, her and I actually grew to become very, very close to each other. She began to look at me like a mother. It was because of how I was living. It was because of what I showed her. I could have went off on her, and I could have had good reason to go off on her. But I didn't because I wanted to win her over, as the scripture said early that We are to let our light so shine that men might see our good works. I wanted her to see the good work that God was doing in and through my life. So how many of us have denied who we really are by our actions, how we portray ourselves to others, not wanting people to know that we even spend time with God, that we love him, and that he means the world to us How many of us Listen to that nasty joke At work I remember when I used to live in Hawaii And and one of my bosses there You know he called me And one of the other managers over And he wanted to tell us this joke And I said is this a nasty joke And he said well it's an adult type joke I said that's okay I don't want to hear it And uh, I walked away and they couldn't understand why I would walk away but I didn't want that type of mess in my spirit. I didn't want to hear that I didn't live like that. I didn't listen to nasty nasty jokes and 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 sexual type jokes and especially a man telling me a sexual type joke. I I didn't want to hear that because that's not the type of woman that I was and I didn't want him to think that I was that type of of um type of woman uh many of us sometimes many of us because you know you can do it in secret many people at night you know when everybody's asleep will look at porn or porn you know porn videos on TV or look at porno on the internet thinking wow you know nobody sees me but God sees God sees all the things that we are doing some of us are having internet affairs we're meeting people online, and we're having internet affairs we're thinking that you know it's okay you know we're not physically doing anything, but you know, but you're sending pictures back and forth to each other, and the Bible says Jesus said that if a man looks at a woman with lust in his heart that he's already committed adultery or fornication, so I mean even what seems what the devil tells you is so innocent is really not innocent. Uh, some of us are dabbling in some forms of witchcraft, like spiritualism, horoscopes, psychics, tarot cards, and et cetera. The Bible tells us, uh, it says, for rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. you got to be careful when you're dealing in some things uh As a Christian, you cannot be possessed, but as a Christian, you can be uh uh depressed uh the 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 spirit of the enemy can come in and 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 try to depress your mind uh uh oppress you in ways to keep you down you know you' you're you're looking at certain stuff, you're reading certain stuff, and you wonder, you know why does my spirit always feel so heavy you know why 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 am I always oppressed? why am I having these crazy dreams? why am I having uh nightmares uh you know why am I always feeling depressed because it's stuff that you have opened up your spirit. Too. i don't need for somebody to read me or or you know to to look at my hand and tell me how long i'm going to live or to read my hand and tell me if i 'm going to find love or to pull out some tarot cards because if she pulls out one and it says death all it's going to do is bring about a spirit of fear on you all it's going to do is 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 get you deeper and deeper involved in something that God does not want you involved in. If you read the word of God, uh Jeremiah 29:11, I believe it is, uh uh says that uh for he knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. You don't need somebody to tell you uh, if you're going to make it, how long are you going to live? Will you be prosperous? Will Will you live a good, healthy life? Will you find a man? You have that promise from God. Um, I believe last week I talked about uh, what are you saying, and it, and it says that all the promises of God are yea, and in him, or yes, and in him, amen, or so be it. All of the promises of God. If you read the Word of God and it's a promise that God has made, the Bible says that that promise to you is a yes. You can have whatsoever you say. You can speak things into existence, and it can happen because the power uh, you have the uh, you have the power of death and life. In your tongue, you can either cause death in your life and I mean spiritual death, or you can cause life in into your life, speaking the right things over your life, so you don't need to be involved in 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 in, in saying and now prophetic utterances from a man or a woman of God that is of God the The tarot cards and the psychics and all of that That's a whole other different story That comes from the enemy We don't need that God himself will speak to you If you'll listen He will speak to you through the word He will speak to you uh, through his still small voice He will speak through you through someone else, I've had people where I've asked God certain things, and I've had people who I didn't even know walk up to me in a store and give me the answer to what it was that I had asked God for or the question that I had asked God about. You don't need to be involved in all of that kind of craziness, getting yourself hooked up into any type of uh Uh, witchcraft or spiritualism or any of uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, How many of us go club hopping many times? You know, the saints of God, that should not be our place to go. Now, if God is sending you somewhere and you got your Bible and you're in there preaching and sharing the word of God and telling somebody uh, about Jesus, that's one thing. But if you're in there and you're doing and you're looking just like everybody else, you're in there gyrating and moving your body and twisting and drinking and and talking to somebody else's husband, somebody else's man, and there's no talk of Jesus nowhere in that conversation that you're having, then you need to get out of there. And especially if that was your life before Christ. Because, see, once you get Christ into your life, those your 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 life is supposed to change. You're not supposed to wanna to go to those same old places. I remember after I got saved, if you heard me a little bit earlier, I said I was a party girl. I used to love the party. I would get out on that dance floor and I would dance all night. I didn't need any alcohol or nothing. Just give me another good dancer along Beside me And we could tear up that floor And we could dance all night And that was me I was a good time girl Enjoy dancing Enjoy partying Just having fun First last to get there Last to leave That was me And always looking for the next party well, What party is going on next week That was me That was my life That was what I like to do And I remember that after I got saved before I got saved, there was this big party that had been planned, and we had bought tickets to go to this thing. And and after, I, uh, in between that party, I got saved, my husband and I. We got saved. We gave our lives to the Lord. And I didn't notice any big, super change in my life after I had asked Christ in. But each and every day, God was working on me, and I didn't realize that. And... A couple of weeks after I got saved, I went to this party. And, of course, you know, last to get there, you know, like to be seen, want to make my entrance kind of a thing. But then when I got there, and my husband and I at the time, we were sitting around, we were, we, we, we got on the dance floor, but my body wasn't doing those same moves. Because as a woman of God, I wasn't there to entice anybody. I wasn't there to cause anybody to lust. I wasn't there uh, looking for somebody else. I wasn't there for that reason. I really wasn't even supposed to be there. And when we were on the dance floor, my husband and I, we were trying to dance, but it
2: just wasn't
0: the same. And I would say we were there a good 45 minutes, and we left, and we never went back. I mean, it wasn't the same. I didn't belong there. That wasn't my home anymore. So all this club hopping and, and you say you're saved, are you really? Have you really totally given your life to the Lord? What's really going on that you feel like, I still got to go out there and party. I still got to find a man. I still got to find a woman. Well, you know, the club is, all, is really not the best place to find you a man, you know. That is not your best place to find a man. But, but, God, if you will wait on God, God will put you in a place. He will put you in a place where you can find that that husband or that wife that you are looking for. And then many of us, many, are uh, using our mouths to curse instead of using our mouths to bless. What are you saying out of your mouth? Are you cursing every time you open up your mouth? You're cursing, or is it that every time you open up your mouth, you're blessing? You know, as Christians, our our language should change. We should not be the same. Our mouths should not be the same. My mouth, when I was unsaved, I used to cuss real bad. But after I became born again, I stopped cussing. That was the one thing besides my partying. Uh, That was the, the other thing that God took from me immediately. And I didn't realize that I no longer cursed until one day I was cleaning and I hit my foot up against the table and I said, Jesus. And it was then that I realized I am truly saved. And it was then that I felt the presence of God come over my life. I felt the power of God come over my life. And I began to worship and I began to praise God in a special, special way. Uh, many of us are closet drinkers or maybe we're hooked on over-the-counter meds. You know, we have to be so careful So very careful When we say we're saved But how are we really living? If Jesus was to come back tonight Would he say Well done thou good and faithful servant to you Or would he say Depart from me You worker of iniquity For I never knew you What would God say to you tonight If he were to come back If the rapture were to hit Tonight, would you be one of the ones that go in the rapture, or would you be one of the ones that would be left behind? You see, you don't want to be left behind, but that's a whole, total different other message, and we will share on that again soon. Um, when we are doing un- uh, ungodly acts that go against the word of God, and we are and we say we're Christians. We need to stop, we need to regroup, and we need to take inventory and say to ourselves, if I'm saved, why would I still want to do this? Some things are sin and some things are weight, are weights. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We have the saints that have gone on before. This is the great cloud of witnesses. We have the saints that have gone on before, and they are applauding you and saying, come on. Come on, it's just like tonight, there's a Super Bowl game, and everybody is rooting for whatever team they want to see win. And just like that, there's a Super Bowl in heaven, and they're saying to us, come on, I know you can do it. Come on, I know it's rough, I know it's hard, but hang in there. You can do it. Come on, girl. Come on, boy, you can do it. Let's go. Come on, don't let, there's the enemy. Don't let him stop you. Use your word. Use your sword against him. Come on, come on, you can do it. And then it says, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which does so easily beset us. It stops us from running like we should. And then it says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It's not given, the race is not given to the swift, but it's given to uh, those that endure to the end. It's not a, a a a sprint type race, but it's a marathon type race. How long can you run this race? How long can you can you just keep running? Keep running. How long can you hold on? How long can you can you just uh uh just keep running? How long can you keep running? Now weights will not send us to hell. But sin will. Our weights are things that can hinder us from serving God. Like just watching too much TV. You know, stuff like that. Just just watching too much TV. You know, putting other things, putting life issues before God. We've got to be so careful that we don't put other things before God. We have to. Spend time with the Lord daily. I don't care how long you spend with him, but spend that time. Set aside the time to spend with him. Don't let your weights hold you back from spending time with God. Hallelujah. Sin is doing what the word tells us we are not to do. Because it separates us from God, and anything that is sin will not get in to heaven. It doesn't matter if when you get around your pastor and other leaders of your church and you act all old act like you know act all holy, act like you know you're you're you know I'm saved, I'm sanctified uh there was an old song that says, "I'm saved all day, no evil have I done, I'm sanctified and holy." You know That's a good song But if you don't really mean that song If you're not following that song If you're just doing that stuff when you're at church If you're just living holy just at church What good is it doing you? How are you acting when you are not around the church But when you're around sinners And when you're around backsliders And most of all How are you acting when there's nobody but God looking, booking and videotaping your life every day. Now it's uh in the book of Revelation that talks about the great white throne judgment and we have to be so careful if you do if you do not uh accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior before you die. And when you die, you will stand before God in the great white throne judgment. Now, if you die in Christ, you will stand before Christ in the Bema judgment. And in the Bema judgment, you receive all of your rewards, whether they be good rewards or whether they be bad, because our our works that we do as Christians are going to be tossed into the fire and those that come out, as pure gold and silver and gems, we're going to receive a reward for those. But those that come out like wood, hay, and stubble and get burnt up, we're not going to receive a reward. But we ourselves will be saved. I believe that's in uh, First Corinthians, I believe. But for those who die and do not have Christ in your life, if you die in your sins, and when you stand before God in the great white throne, you will stand before God In the great white throne judgment And all of your sins Will be revealed before God Before Christ Before the Holy Spirit Before the saints of God Before the angels And the other sinners That are there And you will be thrown into hell Not because God doesn't love you Because God loves you But because of your disobedience And the hardness of your heart That will send you to the lake of fire and brimstone. All of those little things that you're doing in your living, your life every day, that are unholy, that you should not be doing, all of those things that you're doing, God is looking at that. God is having having the angel of the Lord to write that down. And then... Yes, I believe that it's all being videoed. Because, see, back in the day, they didn't know anything about videotaping. But your life will be played before you. And you're going to see, and other people are going to see things in your life, things that you try to keep secret all of your life. Everything will be seen. And then that person or whoever who died in their sins that person will be sent to the lake of fire and brimstone. And it's not because that's what God wants, but it's because of the disobedience, it's because of the hardness of the heart, and it's because that you never accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you need to begin to read the book of Revelation. So many people are afraid of that book, but you need to read the book of Revelation so you know, like I was talking about earlier about, witchcraft and about um, psychics and tarot card readers and all of that kind of stuff, Um, if you read the book of Revelation, you are going to know exactly what is going to happen in this world. And if you are following the word of God, you know exactly what's going to happen To you. But again, don't be afraid of the book of Revelation. The enemy, the devil, has always caused so many people to never read that particular book because they get afraid. And you're only afraid to read that book if you're not saved. But if you're saved, that book doesn't frighten you, that book doesn't scare you. There is so much about what's going to take place, about the end times. There's so much about, um, uh, What heaven looks like It describes heaven It talks about heaven It talks about uh, how we're going to be there How God is going to wipe away our tears There's nothing scary about that How we have no need for the sun and the moon Because Jesus is the light And his light shines all through heaven There's nothing scary about that That there are trees that are good For the healing of the nation that uh that there are streets paved with gold that the pearl that the the gates are are made of pearl there's nothing scary about that and it talks about the the throne of God sitting in the mist middle of the city and then it talks about God's mansion how his mansion holds other mansions a house a mansion a house is big enough to hold other houses in it What a wonderful place that many of us are going to. So don't allow the enemy to make you afraid. If you're living right, you have no reason to be afraid to read the book of Revelation. And then um, once, once you realize, you know what, my life needs to be different. I need to change my lifestyle. You know, I'm I'm saved, but I'm not living according to how I should be living. You know, I'm unsaved. I'm not living right. I, I want Christ in my life. I want to change my life. I want things to be different. You need to begin to ask Christ to change your heart. You need to begin to ask him to change your life. Change the things that you want to do. Make you a different person. Lord, I want to be just like you. So begin to change how you're living. And I want to read this one last scripture. This is Second Tim, Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And it says this. This also know that in the last days perilous times shall come. All kinds of craziness, all kinds of messed up times uh times of destruction, times of uh, uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff and I mean we're living in those times where crazy things are happening things that are things that are happening that should not be happening, but the Word of God says that they would it says. Know this also, in the, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Is that not true? We just, you know, it's all about me. It's all about me, what I want, you know. It doesn't matter about anybody else. We don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to love anybody else. You know, it's just about me. Am I gorgeous? Am I beautiful? Oh, what do you think about me? Oh, you know, am uh, am I am am I slim in this dress? How do I look? Oh my! You know, I'm I'm just I'm so important. I just can't. I don't have time to go down and help the poor. You know, I'm because it's just all about me. We are becoming lovers of our own selves. We're covetous. We want what everybody else has. You know, we want what that person has. You know. Well, you know, my husband is not like that, but her husband, he's a really nice guy. You know, maybe I need to kind of go over there and just be a little sweet to him. You know, oh, I don't have a husband. Boy, but, you know, her husband is really good to her. And, you know, I'm going to go knock on the door and see if he can help me fix my stove or, you know, my toilet is, is um Stopped up, you know. Maybe he can come over and help me. Wanting something that belongs to somebody else—it's not yours, but you want it because you're a lover of yourself. So you want what somebody else has. And then it says, "Boasters talking about what you have." Oh, we drive a. $65,000 car, we live in a $250,000 home. Everything is materialistic for you. It's all about the money. Oh, you know, we've gone on this trip and we've gone on that trip. I remember when I was working in the jewelry store. And it it what we sold, it was fine. I'm not fine jewelry, it was costume jewelry, but it was very we had some very beautiful jewelry that looked like the real Thing. And I had a lady that walked up to me And she's, I was with a friend of hers And she says Well, you know My husband just bought me a $10,000 ring And she's looking in in our case there And looking at a really beautiful ring That we had there for about $600 But I don't know $600, that's a lot of money and I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, if your husband just bought you a ten thousand ring, I I can, I would at least think that you're able to spend six hundred dollars on a ring. But it was just all about, you know, her ring. She had a $6, uh a ten thousand dollar ring. She just came back off a of vacation from, from Sweden. I wasn't hating her. You know, I'm glad when people are able to do the things in life. That they want to do, but when that's all that you have to talk about when when all you can do is just boast you know it, it it says uh after boasters it says proud, being proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, oh my gosh, how many of our children today are disobedient to their parents, but why is that? Because during my time there was no disobedience to our parents. We didn't talk back. We didn't uh we didn't interrupt our moms and dads when they were talking. When company came, we knew we were supposed to go to our room or go outside and play. We didn't get ourselves involved in grown-up conversations. We weren't supposed to be standing at the door eavesdropping. Uh, we were never to talk back to our mothers or fathers. And if we did, uh, we would get wrapped in the mouth if we did. But today, you know, we're too busy trying to be our child's friend. And it's okay to have fun with your children, to do things with your children, but there comes a time in life that you have to be a parent. And when your children do things that are disobedient, when you see your children talking back to adults, when you hear your children being sarcastic, when you when you see your children running upstairs and slamming the door to a room in a house that you pay for and they're not uh, putting any money into anything and you allow them to get away with that, that's disobedience. And one of the, the Ten Commandments, it talks about the children are to obey their parents. It says, and that is, the the uh the the law with with promise that their days might be long on the earth. You cannot be a good parent and allow your children to just do and say whatever it is that they want to say. You can teach your children to be independent and you can teach your children to have strong convictions. And you can even allow your children to speak what they want to say. But in respect, they do not uh, be disrespectful to you or disrespectful to anyone else because when they get out there in the world on their own, somebody is going to show them what real respect is, and it's going to come hard to them. So we see a lot of disobedience to parents. We see unthankfulness. We see people who are unholy, without natural affections, meaning homosexuality. Um, truth breakers, people who make vows and then they break those vows. False accusers, people who lie, incontent, people who who don't have any control, people who are fierce or violent. Uh, despisers of those that are good. There are people that despise others because they're just good, decent human beings, traitors, uh, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It's all about me having fun. Oh, wow, you know, I want to do this. Oh, I'm going here, I'm going there. I'm going here, I'm going there. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm saving up all this money because I want to take this this 30-day cruise or, you know, whatever. But when God asks you for a little bit of time to spend with him, to talk to him, you know, we can do everything else that we want to do. But when it comes to doing it for God or doing it with God, we don't want to do it. We are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And then the fifth verse says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Now, if any of these things can be said about you, you must look at your life And say, have I really accepted Christ? Or have I just been playing like I'm saved? Have I been playing, church? Take a good look at your life tonight. And if you are, and if you're saved, if you're already saved, but you see some of this stuff in you, then repent. And do all of your first works over again. But if you're not saved, then give yourself to Jesus on tonight and let God change you so that none of these things can be said about you. How are you living tonight? What is your life like tonight? Are you living a life that is so pleasing unto God? Like I said earlier that uh, if Jesus came back tonight, that um, that he would say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Or would he say, uh, Depart from me, you work of iniquity, for I never knew you. Give yourself a chance to live a God-filled life. So that the next time that I ask you that question, how you living, You can say I'm living holy, I'm living saved, I'm living the good life, I'm living the life that God has ordained me to live. We're going to have a song right now, and then after this song, I will come back. I just shared with you a message tonight called "How You Living," and uh, I wanted to talk with you tonight that if your life with Christ is not right, that you can get your life right, that you can live for Him. Many of us might say, well, you know, Sister Becky, I I live a good life. You know, why do I I need to be saved? Why do I need to uh, have Christ to come into my life? Because if we don't accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, then there is no um, hell awaits us. That's the best way I can put it If we do not accept Jesus Christ If Jesus Christ is not the Lord of our lives He does not send us to hell because he hates us Or because we're doing wrong There are people who have lived a pretty decent life But it's because they never accepted Christ And there is sin in their life And sin cannot enter into the kingdom of God and I just want to share a plan of salvation with you tonight because i would I wish that everyone would be saved. I lived a life um that was unpleasing to God, and then I accepted Jesus into my life and then several several years I lived, I lived, and I lived for the Lord wholeheartedly. but then something happened in my life, and I backslid. And I tried to live without God, and I couldn't do it. And I knew that in the state that I was in, that um, I would miss out on so much that God had for me. And so I realized that my life without Christ was bland. It wasn't wasn't, uh, what I wanted it to be. And I missed God. I missed Him. But God was always there trying to pull me back in. He was there always Trying to pull me back in But the enemy had me so scared And so bound up Out there back in the world Making me think That God didn't love me That God didn't want me That God wouldn't even accept me But God was there all the time Saying you know what I love you And I want you back And I want you back Into the household of faith I want you back I've called you into the ministry And I want you back And I want to I want you to share your life. I want you to share uh, the things that I've done for you. I want your back. And so I want to go tonight, I just want to share um, the plan of salvation with you on tonight for those of you that don't know Christ. And there may be some of you who do know Christ, but, you know, you're back for it like I did. And so I just want to share this plan of salvation. I want you to admit, first of all, that you're a sinner. That you have disobeyed God. Sin separates man from God. Imperfect man cannot come into the presence of a perfect God. John 1 and 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And then number two. We are to repent We are to be sorry for And turn from our sins To a new life In Christ And it says in Acts three nineteen, Repent therefore and be converted That your sins May be blotted out And then number three Salvation is available Only through Jesus Christ. John fourteen and six says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. First Timothy two and five says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And then Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there any salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. And number four says, "Except the free gift of eternal life through Christ. You cannot earn salvation by your own efforts. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians two eight and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And Romans ten nine and 10 says That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus And shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead You shall be saved For with the heart man believes unto righteousness And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Don't wait Do it now If you know you're not saved but you want to be Do it now The scripture says Behold now is the accepted time Behold now Is the day of salvation Then Jesus says In Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 Behold I stand at the door and knock If any man Hears my voice And open the door I will come into him And will sup with him and He will be with me. I'm telling you, God loves you so much, and He put so many scriptures, so much scripture in His Word about salvation. It's because God does not want you to die and go to hell. Hell was not prepared for you. It was prepared for Satan. And his angels. But just like that old saying that says misery loves company, Satan doesn't want to be down there by himself. So he's trying to take as many people down there with him as he possibly can. And it says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right now, I'm going to ask you, will you call upon Jesus to save you from your sins so that you can know God's love and God's forgiveness? I'm going to ask you to pray with me this prayer. I'm going to pray it, and then I want you to pray it after me. Mean it in your heart. Believe that what you're saying is so, and you can be saved at this very moment. Let us pray Dear God I confess that I am a sinner And I am sorry I need a savior I know I cannot save myself I believe by faith That Jesus your son Died on the cross To be my savior I believe he rose from the grave to live as my Lord. I turn from my sins. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive my sins. Come into my heart. I trust you as my Savior and receive you as my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you believed that prayer from your heart and it came straight from your heart, you may not feel any different, you may not cry, you may not fall out, you may be bawling like a baby. I don't know. But if you meant that prayer, I welcome you, my brother and my sister, into the body of Christ on this evening. And I pray God's greatest blessing upon you. If you were a backslider and you prayed that prayer, I welcome you back home, my brother and my sister. God is truly an awesome God, and I thank him for being so loving and so kind. You know it's because of God's grace and his mercy. It's because of His grace and his mercy that we are not consumed by the by the things that that we are surrounded by every day in our lives. I'm so thankful that His mercies are new every morning. God truly does love us. He truly does. And I'm going to say again, how are you living? How are you living tonight? Have you decided tonight to change the way that you live? Have you decided tonight to change how you walk in front of other people? As I said, some of us are going to be the only Bible That some people are going to ever read And then I have another question for you If you were arrested For being a Christian on tonight Would there be enough evidence To convict you Of being a godly Christian? You think about that Hallelujah Well we give glory and honor to God. Um, I know uh, uh, the show is going to be a little shorter than normal, but uh, we thank and praise God for his goodness. Uh, I thank God for um, just blessing. I'm thankful to each and every one of you that tune in every week and that listen to our show. I, p- I pray um, that you did learn something tonight that you did um, get something out of tonight's message. I pray that you take whatever you hear and whatever you learn here and that you apply it to your life on a daily basis. God truly is awesome, and he loves each and every one of us. I want to say thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio host this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hadwell, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for Him. See you next week. God bless you and have a blessed night.